Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Back in 2008, a study proposed that the maximum height for a Douglas fir, one of the world's tallest types of trees, is right about at 453 feet. That's 138 meters. But why is there a specific limit? Uh, Trees are nature's skyscrapers, but as it turns out, nature has hemmed them in. That's because trees can only physically pull water so far up their trunks. The transporters in question are a type of dead cells called trachids, with deep pits that help move water from one long skinny cell to the next. The diameter of these all-important pits shrinks as you ascend into a tree's upper reaches, complicating water transport. Eventually, the flow of water reaching the leaves and branches near the top dwindles or stops entirely, and these struggling sections experience drought stress. They become dehydrated and die, establishing a de facto maximum height for that tree. Researchers think these progressively narrowing pits actually help trees survive. Height poses the problem of air bubbles. The taller the tree, the more likely it will develop a xylem embolism. Uh, which is when air bubbles get in and block the passage of water through the xylem, uh, which is the tissue that makes up a tree's vascular system and allows it to transport water and minerals from the roots to the rest of the plant. A xylem embolism is similar to a human air embolism, in which air enters the bloodstream and causes potentially severe complications. The trachids change shape near the top of the tree to try to prevent such air bubbles and withstand the increased pressure of water being pulled 300 feet up in the air. But that protection comes at a price. Less water, and, as the researchers suggest, a cap on how tall trees can grow. Another tree height study posited the maximum height of all trees at 426.5 feet, or 130 meters. The study examined coast redwoods, currently the world's tallest trees, 
and based projection on factors like existing weather conditions, photosynthesis levels, water flow, and carbon dioxide levels. And not surprising, health factors like water flow and photosynthesis decreased in the higher portions of the massive trees, while unhealthy factors like carbon dioxide increased. But ultimately, as with the firs, it all comes down to xylem. These redwoods pull water up through their trunks as other trees do, although they can absorb some water from the fog that often surrounds them in their native California and Oregon environments. Before attaining their maximum height, they shoot up about 10 inches, that's 25 centimeters, every year. But, of course, tree size is more than just height. The world's heaviest and most voluminous tree is General Sherman, a giant sequoia, one of two types of redwood found in California, the other being the taller, skinnier coast redwood that we just mentioned. General Sherman is estimated to weigh over 6,000 tons and encompass 52,000 cubic feet. That's about 1,500 cubic meters. Located in California's Sequoia National Park, General Sherman is 275 feet tall. That's 84 meters. But it's not the world's tallest tree. That honor belongs to a coast redwood named Hyperion, which clocks in at 379 feet tall. That's 115 meters. General Sherman also isn't the world's widest tree. It has a trunk circumference of 102 feet, or 31 meters, but it's beat out by El Arbol de Tule in Oaxaca, Mexico, which has a maximum circumference of 178 feet, or 54 meters. So, there are different ways of considering tree size, just as there are various ways of considering what might be the world's largest living organism. Some scientists consider massive reefs, like Australia's Great Barrier Reef, to be giant, singular organisms. There are also huge fungi out there, such as a fungus discovered in Washington state that spans 1,500 acres. That's 600 hectares. But we are talking about trees here, and the world's most massive living organism may be one group of quaking aspen trees located in the mountains of Utah, nicknamed pando, uh, Latin for I spread. A pando is considered one organism because the trees in the group share an identical genetic code and a common interconnected root system. The pando trees are basically clones of one another. New trees are made as stems spread out as far as 100 feet or 30 meters from the base of the original tree, and then periodically take root, creating new, genetically identical, interconnected trees. The process, known as vegetative reproduction, is also how strawberries and many other plants reproduce. Pando is made up of some 47,000 trees spread across 100 acres or 40 hectares, and maybe up to 80,000 years old. But in testament to the massive size of California's redwoods, this batch of 47,000 trees weighs only about 6,600 tons, only a little bit more in total than General Sherman. Today's episode is based on the article, How Tall Can a Tree Grow? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Jacob Silverman. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.